All right. So, um, and then we got as far as Texan stuff, John. So we got rookie mini camp starting Friday. We'll talk more about that later this week. And the schedule release we think is going to be on Thursday. Although your friend Peter King poured a little cold water on that, saying they, they're still working out some final details. Um, but they they're hoping to have it Thursday. Now they've been promoting it heavier than any year I've ever seen. The NFL never promoted it as like this everybody come in event like weeks out in front. You'd always find out what the date was like two days before. And then they'd release the schedule. Now they're promoting it like the event that it's evolved into. And Peter King saying oh, they might not have it ready by Thursday. Well, he said they might not. I expect they will. Yeah, I would hope so. Who, who are you hoping for the opener, John? I asked D'Amico at the golf tournament if he'd like to play his first game at home. And he said, of course. But whenever that first game at home is, it's still going to be great to have the fans. But if they open on the road and they win, then they come back here. People oh, man. Are crazy. Yeah. And if they go on the road and lose, then they come back to Houston. And people will still be fired up. It would take away a little of the luster. And I, I just believe when they play Carolina, it should be about a month into the season. Put them on their primetime game. I don't care if it's Thursday night. And let Young and, and uh, C.J. Stroud go at it. And uh, don't do it late when both teams could be bad. Don't do it the first game when both quarterbacks might not start, but do it early in the season. Okay. Well, now i got to change one of my for real or fugazis then. That's okay. I just changed it. That was one of my for real or fugazis. I was going to say Bryce versus C.J. Uh, Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud in the opener. That should be it, for real or fugazi. And it sounds like you would say fugazi. Fugazi, yes. Because there's no guarantee both of them will start. We think they will, and they should, but what if one doesn't? Yeah. And you got Davis Mills versus uh, Bryce Young, or I don't even know who the – oh, Andy Dalton versus uh, C.J. Stroud. Or worse, you could have Davis Mills versus Andy Dalton. Yep. Um, all right, John, let's get a little Astro talk in here. Um, what part – they're 17 and 17 right now, John. What aspect of this team is most disgusting John McClain right now? The hitting. Jose Abreu has been awful. And Alex Bregman's been awful. Uh, they've had some other guys, you know, hit better, but the guys that are supposed to be hitting are not hitting. Alvarez and Tucker are fine, but the two that really been the most disappointing are the first and third baseman. Why Dusty continues to have a Abreu back cleanup is beyond me. He hasn't earned that distinction, and he's just awful. I know he gets off slow starts. And people like, like you and I have been watching baseball all their lives because we're upset and they have this blind loyalty that they'll snap out of it. Well, this is the worst start since 2016. Yeah. And my second would be the bullpen specifically. There have been some games like the first game of the Seattle series. The bullpen was bad, but then Tucker won it with a two-run homer. In the game – that they lost in, on Sunday, the bullpens. I mean, Saturday. Saturday, the yeah. Specifically was uh, Rafael Montero and uh, Stanek. Uh, Ryan Stanek. They were awful. Yeah. And there's no defending them. I'm not saying they're going to be awful all season. I'm just saying right now, an update, and they may run away with the World Series. They may go unbeaten. Fact is, the bullpen has not been anywhere near as good as it was last year when it was best in baseball, and their two of their biggest hitters are not hitting. 
Dusty is, you know, like keeping Abreu at cleanup at this point is like somebody who's trying to get fired. You know, like it's malpractice. It's like it's it, there's no there's no good reason for it. And people may say, well, you know, Altuve and Brantley are both out. I mean, you really don't have that many hitters anyways to begin with. I know Bregman hasn't been good. I get that. But at least Bregman gets on base every now and then. And he's got four home runs. Abreu has no home runs and he's not getting on base. Like, that's the thing. Like, he's Bregman's batting average is like 197, but his his on base percentage is like 140 points higher than that. He does walk from time to time. My feeling, John, is until Altuve and Brantley come back, and but it sounds like Brantley could be back this week as well as Chaz McCormick. So that Brantley and Altuve coming back may cause a natural ripple effect that'll just push Jose Abreu down in the lineup without Dusty feeling like he needs to make a hard decision. I just think you put Pena for now, let Dubon keep batting leadoff, put Pena at the two, move Bregman down to the four. If you keep wanting to do this righty lefty thing, like Dusty seems to be addicted to, and then move Abreu down to the six hole. You know, I, it's totally unfair to Jordan Alvarez to have Jose Abreu batting behind him right now. Like it's, it, it's completely unfair. Dusty Baker said when Brantley's back, he's batting second. Yep. Case, case shut. He will be batting second. So where's no Bregman matter, go? He was asked Pena, if Pena, continued to hit the way he hit last year. This was in camp, yeah. spring training. Said so doesn't matter. Brantley's batting second. So when Brantley comes back this weekend, I guess, he'll be batting second. Good. Uh, Abreu, when you're hitting between Alvarez and Tucker and you can't hit, boy, you hope he's not washed up and he hit a wall. He's got the cushiest job in baseball. He's hitting between two of the he, – he's hitting between literally like two of the best 10 to 15 hitters in the American League. Like it's it's a joke. It's a real gen too, and I, from what I hear, he's a good guy. But yeah, who cares? Um, and and his fielding has not been up to par. As no, yes, yeah, yeah, no. Well, and it's not helping that Yuli's actually having his classic odd numbered good year in Miami. Like Yuli's been good for the Miami Marlins for literally like literally like five percent of what Jose Abreu makes in a season. It's crazy. Um, I, John, and we're skipping over probably the biggest concern right now, which is they have no margin for error in the starting rotation right now either. With but, they can't, but they can't help that. I'm talking about just what's disappointing. Well, I'm, but I'm talking about what's what's affecting their ability to win baseball games. You know, like it's it. Yeah, like it, yeah, Dusty can make a simple change in the lineup, and that that would at least be a sign that he's trying. Um, but Luis Garcia out for the year—that's a killer. Uh, when you combine it with Jose Urquidy out till the Dusty said maybe the all or I think Dana Brown may have said maybe the All Star break for Urquidy for right shoulder strain. I mean, they're and Lance McCullers is still out. You know, they're, they're going to be going. These are not spot starters. Like their rotation for the foreseeable future is Fromber, Javier, Hunter Brown, J. Uh, is it uh, uh, France? Right, JP France. JP France and uh, and Brandon Belak. Like Belak is their fifth starter. He he was he was bad in the box score yesterday. Gave up ten hits. He was worse, like to the eye test. He was giving up hard hit contact all over the place yesterday. He's he's a mess. And that's your fifth starter, John. Last year, your sixth starter was Urquidy or Garcia or Hunter Brown. You know, like there was a time where they had seven starters last year. Your fourth starter is a guy who just pitched his first big league ball game. <laughs> Everybody was pointing out how lucky they were last year when it came to injury. They were. Catch yep. up to them. Yep. 
All right, John, you want to do a few for real or fugazis here? Sure. All right, let's do a few. Okay, this is how we do this. I've got a few of them here. Uh, I read a sentence. I state it as, as if it is fact. If John agrees with it, he says it is for real. If John disagrees, he thinks I'm crazy. He says? Fugazi. Fugazi. It's Italian for counterfeit or fake. All right, John. Um, the, the NFL passed a new rule to where uh, teams don't have to play on Thursday night anymore. For a lot of teams like the Texans, the Thursday night game was their only primetime game of the season. For real or Fugazi, the Texans will play zero primetime games in 2023. I think that's for real. They're not expected to be any good. You know, you don't put them out there because of a rookie quarterback. Uh, I think they're just going to be bypassed this year. Yeah. Uh, one more on the schedule. Now that uh, now that you stole the uh, Bryce Young versus C.J. Stroud for the opener, instead, the opener for the Texans should be C.J. Stroud versus Deshaun Watson. For real or Fugazi? For real, I'd love to see it. I don't think they'll do it, but I think that'd be great. That'd be fun. I mean, part of the op- part of the best thing about the opener is that's the one game we're looking forward to for weeks and weeks and weeks. You know what I mean? And it's so sometimes when it's an opener where there's no sauce to it at all, you know, you're just looking forward to the season. But to be able to look forward to the season plus have the opener be honestly any number of matchups, John. Like they, the fact that the Texans drafted a quarterback with the second overall pick, all of a sudden adds a, a whole new light to. You know, going to Ohio and playing Joe Burrow and and going, uh, you know, going to Baltimore and playing Lamar Jackson, going to New York and playing Aaron Rodgers. And I, I'm not saying C.J. Stroud is right now on the same level as these guys, but at least you feel like, hey, we got a young quarterback that we're going to get excited about, similar to how these other markets got excited about Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson or guys. And then there's the, te- the games in the division. I think any of those division games as an opener, I would be cool with. Well, Sidon's problem is Will Levis is not going to be starting. We'd have to watch Ryan Tannehill. And uh, it's interesting of the quarterbacks you just mentioned. The only one drafted higher than Stroud was Burrow, who was first overall. Yep. All right, so this leads into the second one, John. Um, in Indianapolis, Anthony Richardson will start in week one, for real or Fugazi? Fugazi. I know the media keeps talking about that. Jose keeps talking about it. And they haven't, they haven't ruled it out. But the problem is, the guy only started 13 games. Yeah. And he probably ought to watch two or three weeks and see how things are going instead of just throwing him to the wolves when they know he's not ready. All right. Next one, John. Robert Sala met with the media last week and said that Aaron Rodgers didn't have a wish list for guys they wanted. We're just creating a narrative as the media for real or for gazy. Robert Sala is full of crap. Of course, Aaron Rodgers, Mr. Drama Queen, had a wish list for going to the New York Jets. Yeah, they just decided to go sign Randall Cobb on their own <laughs> and Alan Lazard, although Lazard was legit. Of course, he's full of you-know-what. That's for real, because yeah. I don't know why that they, they didn't at least say, well, we knew they're two of his favorite targets, and if we could accommodate him, we'd certainly do it. Um, everybody knows he's lying. Did you see Sala compared it to Gronk and Antonio Brown signing with the Buccaneers with Tom Brady? <laughs> like, are we doing this? He's literally comparing Randall Cobb to Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski. And he's defending their he's defending what they did, and they didn't make any bones about it. That's what Brady wanted. So he yeah. should just come out and say, Yep. That's what Aaron wanted Lazard and he wanted Cobb. And if he wants somebody else and we can do it, we will. All right, John. Last one for uh no, two more, actually. For real or Fugazi, John. Um, of all the offseason milestones on the NFL calendar, the schedule release is among the top three. 
For real or Fugazi? For real. I mean, it's it's the draft, it's the combine, and it's the schedule. Remember when it used to come out right before the, the draft, and it just got lost. And then somebody came up with an idea, and then I found said, well, why don't you do it a couple of weeks after the draft? Make a big deal out of it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, wow, what an idea. So I think it's another brilliant stroke of promotion by the NFL, which dwarfs all the other sports combined. What do you do on the bye week, John? Do you just take the Texans bye week? Do you just take it easy or do you do anything or do you go anywhere? What do you do? No, I write columns and same as I always do yeah. because I write about other stuff besides the Texans still do all my talk shows. And That's true. Else. It's just on Sunday, I watch other games and I don't write on Sunday. I wait and write Monday. Do you have Sunday ticket or do you just watch whatever games? On I TV? used to. Now I just watch the main one. I got mad when they upped the price mm. and said, I'm not just not doing it again. And I'm not doing it again this year either. Do you like the Red Zone channel? Uh, I do, but I don't watch it. I'm too distracted. And if I if there's one that I really want to see, I got plenty of sports bars around here. That's true. Take care of me. That's true. Take good. They know who you are when you walk in. They all yell, John. Um, all right, last they one, John. General. Last thing. Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> uh, last one. Last one. <laughs> it's Astros slow start, seventeen and seventeen. This is all Mark Wahlberg's fault, for real or Fugazi? <laughs> Fugazi. <laughs> yeah, I know Wahlberg came out there for that first game. Yeah. Got, that doesn't have Jack to do with squat. Oh, come on. I just actually I just want to hear you say Fugazi. I felt like I gave you too many for reals on well, that I'm one. I'm glad you finally did. I was yeah. wondering. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I got to do a better job of finding more outlandish things to say to you during for real or Fugazi. John, what do you got going on on your various platforms? I'm working on a column right now for SportsRadio610.com about uh, what D'Amico and Han and Cal McNair said about how pumped up they are about the uh, offset, about the rookie minicamp. Then I'm going to have uh, tomorrow record my weekly video with Mattress Mac and write another column about uh, or about the Texans uh, for GalleriesSports.com. How did Mac do? Matt, I saw Mac put a big wager on the Kentucky Derby at the last minute to to try to uh, just uh, to hedge that furniture nut that he has out there, right? Well, he, he wanted to be able to pay back some of the money that people have spent. Yeah, yeah, but uh, all, these, all these people went out there buying furniture, hoping to get it free, free, free. They did but not. The favorite won, and then the favorite got scratched, and the next favorite I think finished third. Yeah, I think you're right about that. 